Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about identity and behavior, and we looked at judging one another at our worst, what do we risk giving up, and the big problem with the snapshot perception. And then this week, Jared, what are we going to dive into? We're going to talk about power, man. We're going to talk about power dynamics, because I think that's that that's like the root of, you know, all of this, um, not just judgment, but the, the, the venom that we, that we produce when we get into these arguments. And, and, and like we said before, like those, those verbal missiles and bombs and bullets that we shoot at each other is, is, is even, even our need to be right, our ego behind being right. It's a lot of times seems it's comes from a place of, uh, I want power. I want control. I want. I want you to do as I say. And uh, as we talked about before we got on here, march should be to my drum, right? Dance to my tune, right? And um, I don't know. Some of you guys might get offended. Some people might get offended by me saying that. But I think you know, it's the yes. It's to me. It comes down to you know the main driver behind why why people get you know so aggressive in their stance and and. It's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, I think that I was sharing with Jared earlier today, and I, I want to read this to you all. I often express to him my frustration with elected leadership and my just desire to really not even listen to any of them anymore because I can't, it's just, I, I just am so over some of this rhetoric. But the Dalai Lama is someone who I really, really look up to and respect. And he put this message out on Twitter today. And he said, today, there's too strong a sense of us and them. There's too much sense of my friends or my enemy, but we can change that. I'm committed to the idea of the oneness of humanity. As human beings, we're all the same. What's more, we all have to live together on this planet. And what I love about that is you have somebody who is, who's thinking more of, you know, our power, I think power is often fueled by division and division is often fueled and our division is created rather by focusing on differences, whether it's labels or categorizing or everything else. Right. And when you have someone like the Dalai Lama looking, because there's, there's, we can go global or we can go very surface level, surface levels where we're going to see all the divisions, all the differences, all the labels, all those types of things. If we go global, we see all these humans, right? You know, they may look a little different. They may sound a little different. They may walk a little different. They may talk a little different, but they're all still humans. And if a species from another planet was to come and invade us, they wouldn't come and say, oh, look, at there's the Muslim humans and there's the white humans and there's the black humans. And, or, you know, they'd go, oh, there's all the humans. And then there's the lions, there's the tigers and so on and so forth. And I, what I love about the Dalai Lama is he's, he's speaking to all of us not one side, not this side, not that side, not the other side, not to their, not to his constituency. He's speaking to all of us and his very, his very statements by calling for oneness, it creates an almost obsoleteness to many of the power positions people have today, right? If we, if we really approached humanity as humans for the betterment of all humankind, would we need 
to have governments at the level we have them, would we need to have some institutions we have? Probably not, because humans would be working and collaborating as humans. And we've been see- we've shown time and time again that when humans are united under the under a cause, they can do extraordinary things. The challenge is, is we don't have a lot of political talk about uniting. We have a lot of political talk about dividing. And even when humans seem like they start to get ahead, I, I heard a quote the other day, and this is just completely taken out of context to us. So this is literally me reacting to a 30 second soundbite. Elizabeth Warren was being interviewed about cryptocurrency and she alluded to calling it the, like the wild, wild west and saying that there definitely needs to be regulation in there. Well, to me, this seemed like the whole idea of cryptocurrency was to create a system where people weren't dependent on the dollar and another way for them to be able to assess and value goods, right? So it's just the same as money is essentially a barter system, right? Jared, you're going to give me $5. I'll give you this phone. And we call that an equal exchange. Well, now instead of $5, you're going to give me five Bitcoin. Well, maybe not five Bitcoin for this phone. That'd be a hell of a deal for me. Five Bitcoin for this phone, and I'll call it an exchange. And, and it seems like what it is, is people are trading ways to have exchange of goods. But ultimately what that does is if they have that value, then the government diminishes their role, right? Who's going to fund, who's going to fund these bloated budgets and all these other types of things if that money's not being spent elsewhere? I don't know. I, I'm getting off on a tangent, but the, my, my point is before I pass it back to you, Jared, is that I really, I really love and respect the messages that the Dalai Lama consistently pushes out. It's what I resonate with from a leadership perspective. I think that is the ultimate that is the ultimate demonstration of leadership to have it be a, a cause and speak to a cause that is greater than any one person that is greater than self. And it is the, you know, it's funny because it's the ultimate demonstration of stepping away from power as we know it, but really it's, it, it's going from power to empowering because what he's really doing is he's speaking to each and every one of us and saying it, it's, it's within us. And you and I are the same. We're, we're one. It's, it's it's to me is almost the 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 ultimate power um but I, i'm gonna come back to that and i'm gonna go back i'm gonna talk about your, your bitcoin and, and the reason that you you called it out is is because it is a it's a power play right and and, and it's like you know we have to control this because if we don't control it we don't we don't we don't have control or we don't have the power we lose power right if, if people can um, independently of governments define the value of things, right? Then we then 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 they then they lose power, right? <laughs> they lose they lose power. They lose you know um, they lose control, and so that's that's what what irks you about it is because you can see it as a power play, right? And you can see it as a need for government to, to exert control over, you know, people's lives. Right. And so, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a great, great debate. Right. Cause obviously, you know, so many things the government does in terms of, you know, one, we hand it power to do certain things for us, but and some of the things are good and other things are not as good. And people obviously abuse that power. And, you know, it's scary because a lot of them get into politics to gain power, but anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Then I want to to talk about what you said about with the Dalai Lama, which is between his message and a, uh, and Elizabeth, is Elizabeth Warren, right? That's what you said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Elizabeth Warren's statement is that, you know, 
Buddhism is all about the death of the self, right? It's all about, you know, living as unselfishly as possible, right? And to me, to me, that is the ultimate power, right? That, 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 that power over self, right? To, to, to understand that although who I am is never independent of the world, right? Who I am is not dependent on the world, right? And so, and that's the empowering piece of it, right? Because, because when I put somebody in a category or define them as such, or I ever define myself as something, right? Like I'm a, I am a, I, I'm, I'm gay or I'm, I'm anti-racist or I'm a, you know, a neo-Nazi or blah, 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 blah. You know, we talked about it before, like it puts you in a box, right? It defines, it, it, that becomes your identity. You're defining yourself or, or like the kid I was telling you about, they said, I kept saying I'm a Republican, right? You're defining yourself in this, in this space. And when you do that, you hand the space power over you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if I define myself as a Republican or I define myself as a Christian, right? Or I define, like, that's exact how I am. I, I'm concretely this thing, right? Then I immediately, you know, turn on, you know, all these hypocr 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 hypocrisies, right? I admit it <laughs> because there's no way I can really fit into that, into that rage, right? And there's definitely going to be other Christians or other Republicans that say things that I disagree with that I don't that 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 don't define me that go against who I am as a person, but I've handed power over my identity to this group. Yeah. <clears throat> right? And so and so is 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 actually even though people do it to gain power, it's a disempowering freaking thing. And so it's 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 really ugly. And that was like I said, political parties have become people have begun to define themselves as a political party. And they're, they're literally handing, you know, their personal power over. Right. And, 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 and uh, I, I, I think you I, see, I think you see people to your point, Jared, I think you see these dynamics of people wanting to belong and have some sort of, we want to identify with something, right. An affiliation, a tribe, whatever it is. And then the challenge inevitably becomes that to what point do we take that identity, especially when it's in compromise of our values? And, yes. and I think a lot of us, there was, that was some of the great frustration with Trump's presidency, right? Because he was consistently doing a lot of things that a lot of people strongly disagreed with, but people refused to break away from him or the party affiliation because that was their tribe. Yes. And they had put so much of their stock in who they were in that and remaining loyal to it. Yes. Even at a time when it was for many of them, probably compromising of values. And then it's, and so when we, and the challenge with that is, is now when we find ourselves in dynamics, when we are compromising the values, the very essence of who we are, when we've made that concession, well, since we've already made that concession once, it makes it so much easier to make it again and again and again. And then we have to double and triple down on it. 
There was a statistic once that was saying that if, if somebody is in an abusive relationship and they leave the relationship and they go, and then they go back, they are something like 80% more likely to stay in the relationship, even if the abuse continues. And so what that is, is because with the psychology is the first time when you leave, you're making a decision, this is wrong. What they're doing is wrong. What they are doing is wrong. I need to get out of here for my own safety and well-being. But when you come back and they continue to do it, usually now people start to involve themselves in their area. I'm contributing to it. It's my fault. Yes. You know, and so we, we've, somebody has compromised their values to go back for this other thing. And now they've gone into it and, and it's, we could almost use it as a metaphor in many ways of the emotional exhaustion many of us feel from politics because we keep going back to these abusive relationships because we find our, we find our political parties often demonstrating behaviors that are in misalignment with some of our core values or people who we stand shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with in that affiliation but they're often demonstrating and expressing values misalignment from us, but we have to double and triple down on it. You know, and, and this behavior is not unique to politics. We do it with our exercise and nutrition program. So I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. Well, I go and have the Snickers bar the first time. Well, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to eat it the second time. Right. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, all those types of little micro lies we make every day to ourselves. Somebody asked me their day in an interview. Why, why is it so, why is it so hard for people to tell the truth? Why is it so hard for people to be truthful or something to that effect? And I go, well, people lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves all day, every day. And we make these little concessions over and over and over again. And so we find ourselves in a place where it doesn't seem like we're out of integrity with who we are, but it truth be told we are because we're making these little micro concessions that we could call lies or, you know, whatever clever language maneuvering we like to do. Mm-hmm. But basically all that stem goes to a point of allowing us to be okay with not staying true to who we are. Okay. So because you stepped on the health thing, I got to, I got to dig on it. Right. So I, I read Jamie, uh, somebody in the group, Jamie, uh, Jamie Miller, if you guys don't know, hopefully you do. Jamie's pretty active in the group. She posted up an article the other day talking about shoulds and, and, and we live in a world of should, should do this. You should eat this way. You should wake up this way. You should have these friends. You should do this. You should do that. Blah, 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 blah. In the fitness and health industry is a, is a, is, is an abundance of shoulds and people preach things like this, the gospel truth, right? You've all heard the jokes about the CrossFitter and the vegan, right? And now the keto thing, right? And so I went on a big rant yesterday because a client was talking to me about somebody, a doctor that they work with, who's a big fan of keto, Right and preaches autophagy and you know everybody should do this and i'm like well most studies show that keto is not a healthy diet long term right it's just not right it's just all kinds of like biological changes happen if you remove carbs from your diet for a a very very extended period of time right about 30 60 days is about the most effective benefits that you're going to get from keto and then you're going to start to have some negative hormonal responses in terms of changing the gears in your body right and so you know, but people put forward like, and she puts forward this, this, this mantra, this, this idea that keto is the only way to have autophagy or it, which is like the cleaning out of damaged or dead cells, right? Is, 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 you know, and that's not, it's not the only way to create autophagy. You can create autophagy. As a matter of fact, you can move into a ketogenic state just through a a calorically restrictive diet, right? 
but she paints the picture that this is the only way to do this thing. And like it's a gospel truth. So is at any time, right, as humans, we 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 fall into this doctrine, a dogma that this is the only way to do something, which is what that should thing is about, right? This is the only way to think, this is the only way to believe, this is the only way to achieve what you want to achieve, right? We have we have we have snatch the power away from ourselves in our bodies and nature and everything else right and 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 and, and we to my mind right although i think it's necessary in progress we've really destroyed or limited the amount that we can progress or you know you know evolve <laughs> right? so true and and, and and so and the whole power thing is like all like it's like about that like it's like saying that you know you're so indoctrinated with this side that nothing that that side says has validity, nothing, right? And it's like they're all wrong, and it's like when you do that, you have fucked yourself integrity-wise. <laughs> like your integrity is out the window, bro. Like you, it's gone, man. It's like you, you know, you can't even if. If you believe what you're saying, right? Sorry, this is, oh man. But if you believe what you're saying, right? Then, 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 um, then you're just simply not that smart or haven't done a research or haven't looked inside of yourself, right? Or, right, you are don't believe fully what you're saying, right? And you're and you're lying, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and you can call people out on it all the time. Like, you know, especially in individual conversations. Like, I, you know, I told you about the conversation with my dad and I was like, you know, you know, you can't tell me all conservative things are wrong, blah, 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 blah. And he said, well, you, he said, I have conservative views. I have some conservative views, right? But before that, he was, you know, bashing, right? And so, and so, you know, I'll, I'll throw my dad on the bus all day long if you guys can't tell, but- <laughs> great man though he really is but but it, you know he's very much a lawyer right and so he's very much if i pick this side i'm gonna battle for winning right <laughs> and so and so, and dude, so i bet um, you and your dad have some fun conversations oh we do man we do we do we do and it is it's grown over years because because he knows that like I'm i would not, love to be a fly in the wall on some of those well i'm i you know it's, it's fun I'm not the, I am, he's mellowed out a lot in his old age. And I, and he recognizes that, like, although I think sometimes he would like me to, I don't play the game of power. I don't. Hmm. I, only, I only play the game of what is the, what's, let's work together to find the most cohesive possible solution for the two of us or the three of us or the subject that we were talking about. And that means that I'm going to lose some. That's the only game I play. When I, I'm 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 okay. Like, what moves us forward? What concessions do I have to make to move the needle forward and move us close together? There are certain concessions I'm never willing to make. There are certain things, points that I will never yield. Right? And I told you, I told you about that when when uh, you know the riots were happening, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. There are definitely when it comes to 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 Black Lives Matter approach. And you know certain you know racist or um, 
sexist even or you know homophobic or whatever things there are certain my line is i have a firm line but my line is way back here right and a lot yeah. of the world puts the line way up here right <laughs> yeah. see, but the first, this, this line why. appears often so emotionally driven too it is right it's right. like what well why can't that person say that like why can't kevin hart say i don't want my son to be gay like what's wrong with that what is wrong with that right like that's that to me there's nothing wrong with that right like that's my you know, i don't like red shirts i don't want to wear red shirts you know what I mean? I'm wearing a red shirt today, but you you get you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's yeah, totally. you know what I mean? Like you can I can have an opinion like that, right? I, I don't like those shoes, Dude, right? Wrestling is fake. Get it all the time. Yes. <laughs> why why do you want to watch wrestling? It's fake. It's stupid. It's for kids. Blah 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 blah. I, I like the I like the narrative. I like it. It's like it's like it's a superhero. TV show, movie. Yeah, it's just freaking fun. It's, yeah. I'm, 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 they're real life superheroes. What are you talking about? Like, they're like, you know, giant guys throwing each other around, you know, putting Dude, on a show. Speaking of real life superheroes, because we only have two minutes left. Did you see the trailer coming that was released yesterday for Netflix for the Masters of the Universe He-Man relaunch? No. Oh my God, Jared. It is freaking incredible. Oh man. He-Man it, was my favorite bro it was and so they they had relaunched shira and shira ran five seasons i actually really liked shira some people you know some people hated it on a lot of people really really loved it i i was one of those ones that really loved it you had it took a minute to get into it because it was different very different than how they had it before and it was actually a very it ended up being a very they they had shira and Catra end up having a relationship in the end and it ended up being this really beautiful beautiful love story you know, in through all the complexities and twists and turns. And I, I, I was moved to tears many times by it. And so it was, it was great because here was she and the way they did it. And they now He-Man, the trailer came out and it's like, she was filled with, uh, with love and like this compassion and whatnot. And the He-Man trailer is literally like a injection of testosterone or something like that. And Mark Hamill is voicing Skeletor. It was it was so cool because it was everything you'd want He-Man to be. Like seriously, just go watch it and text me later and okay, tell okay. me it was not the most amazing ninety seconds of your day. All right, I will, I will, look. Hey, listen. So I, He-Man was what got me. Like I wanted to He-Man and Bruce Lee. I want I want to work out. I want to look like that. Blah blah blah. And then everything else built on it from there. Arnold and blah 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 blah. But, dog, so... I'm sending it to you. Okay, good to go. With the superhero yeah. thing, um, mm-hmm. this is the last piece, and it, and it goes back to the power thing, right? If you notice, if you ever notice, if you ever watch the superheroes or even mythology, right? Like, the people that are mythological heroes, right? They do the right thing, right? And they frequently frequently give up power like in control over people like superman goes evil when superman fucking conquers the world right that's evil superman right and 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 although he may protect humanity and all that kind of stuff when he starts telling other people what to do is evil right (laughs) and so you know and so we have we know this like it's in human being subconscious mind that that the pursuit 
of power is not a noble thing, right? You know, it's not, a, that's what, you know, the story of Jesus Christ, who probably ultimate power, right? You know, God on earth, right? He still doesn't use it to, to, to smite down, you know, the Romans or, or the non-believers or the Jews that, 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 that seek to have him crucified. That's a, whether it's a myth or not, the, the truth of it is, is that as human beings, we do not like people who use their gifts or their talents or their abilities purely to gain and wield power over other people. And that is what you see in a lot of politicians today. And you kind of strip the, you, we've stripped the cover off of them and we can see it. Whereas before we had people like George Washington who could have became almost not like a king in this country, giving up the presidency after two terms, right? And, and so it, it's, it's that, that level of nobility. And that's where I told you where Donald Trump to me became an enemy and I didn't like him was when he, when he lost and he was willing to, you know. <laughs> and he's still doing it too. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So that, to me, that, that's the, I, I, I abhor that trait in people more than anything else, right? Yeah. That it, is, is I'm going to use the gifts and talents I have to control other people. Not, and I think that's what you like about, you know, Dalai Lama. Is he's, very, yeah. he's got strong. What I like about Dalai Lama, that's what I like about Captain America and Optimus Prime as superheroes, because they're the ones that are willing to sacrifice and, and do the right thing, even though it comes at a cost, it could come at a cost to them. And, and we now we're, Jared, two things, and then I have to hop off on this. I think we should do a future talk on superheroes, because this is one of my favorite top conversations ever, and some of the metaphors and all those types of things. And, and I think superheroes would be a fun topic. And number two, I think we should we should jump into this when we meet next week. Happy anniversary, my friend, because it is, we are right about one year to when we released our first episode. I think we released our first one June 10th or June 13th last year. So no way. we've been building bridges for a year and maybe our invitation to the group can be, here we are a year later, you know, what's your experience been like being with building a bridge? How have you grown? How have you changed? How have you stayed the same? Uh, you know, do you have the same passion for change and growth as you did at this time last year? Do you find yourself being as equally curious, equally as passionate about, or is it kind of as a, the fire subsided? Be transparent, be honest. I think we could have some really cool conversations come from that. And I have to jump off on our call, but Jared, as always, man, I appreciate you, brother. Always, my friend. Always. I'll see you.